Let's take a look at the bigger picture. David Scranton is with us, founder, CEO, Sound Income Strategies. How are you feeling about the market here, David? We've had three weeks of lows. Um, Friday, the Dow closed at a seven-week uh, low. The S&P and NASDAQ were six-week lows. What do you make of it? Because even this week, we've had back-and-forth action. Well, uh, as of today, it feels good to get a little bit of relief here uh, in the saddle. Uh, the question is, how long will that relief last? And uh, I think what's happened is what we've seen over the last few days is the market has priced in uh, Jerome Powell's comments from Jackson Hole, uh, taking him seriously, and therefore the markets have corrected. The yield on the 10-year, which a couple weeks ago was only 2.8, jumped up over 3.3 and pulled back just a little bit today. So I think we're at a point now where short-term, we're going to see some more reprieve, but that's only in advance of September's meeting. But then we're going to have to do this all over again a couple more times before the year's up with the Fed talking about inflation, with jawboning and threatening to raise rates more than maybe the markets are willing to price in. And again, that'll cause again more pullbacks in the market. So I do, I do think ultimately uh, we'll see lower levels than this. In fact, even lower levels very potentially from what we saw in June. Uh, but for now, we might be getting a little reprieve, at least for the next few more, few days. Yeah, tell me a little bit about how the Fed may be forced to put the brakes on based on bond movements. Explain that a little more. Well, this, I don't know if you're drawing similarities with this in 2018 the way I am. Uh, but in 2018, the Fed would have the same problem. They had a pretty flat yield curve. Right now, most of the yield curve is actually inverted. The two years are still higher than the 30-year, right? So... So the Fed wants long-term rates to go up ahead of short-term rates. So they come out on television, they jawbone about raising rates, threaten to raise rates, and what that does is that forces the markets to react and long-term rates to go off. There's bond sell-off, long-term rates come up. Then the Fed can go ahead and raise short-term rates without inverting the yield curve any more than already is inverted. But that only lasts and that only works until it doesn't work in 2018, it worked several times. And then finally, in December of 2018, the bond market said, enough is enough. We're not going to raise rates anymore. In spite of the Fed's jawboning, the, the long-term yields came down in December of 2018, and the Fed was unable to raise short-term rates again. In fact, within six months after that, they had to start lowering short-term rates. And this is, of course, before the pandemic even hit. So at some point, we're going to see a repeat of that again. And it very well could be about near the end of this year or the very beginning of 2023. So at this point now, what are investors to do as they look at the action? It's very hard because we have equities, bear market, uh, you had bonds, bear market, even cash. I mean, nothing did well. At this point now, what? Well, and none of it did well because interest rates were increasing. And we know interest mm -hmm. rates are going to go up. So anybody who gets in the markets now, be it stocks or bonds, is probably going to see their values drop at some point between now and year end. Probably. But those drops, we should recover from those drops pretty quickly as, you know, when the bond market eventually does say enough's enough and, and the Fed has to stop raising short-term rates. So because you can't time the market, you have to look at it, I believe, as though this is a much better time to get involved, whether it's stocks or bonds, than it was six or nine months ago. Uh, and the bond market, you know, 
we see investment grade bonds now all day long in the fives, and yet just nine months ago, everything was a three handle if you were lucky. So again, better opportunities today, and if you're trying to time the absolute bottom of the bond market or the absolute bottom of the stock market, well, there's a reason that everybody says that you can't time the markets. It's harder, right. harder in the real world than it is on paper. Do you have best case and worst case scenario in your mind at this point? I mean, are you thinking, you know, what's more likely? Best case is the bond market reacts in such a way that I described uh, sometime after two more raises of interest rates, maybe maybe three, and the Fed acquiesces like they did in 2018. That's best case. Again, so we see a little more short-term pain over the next six months or so, and then it stops. Worst case, the Fed says, we don't care, even if we need to invert the yield curve even more than it's already inverted, we don't care, we're gonna keep hiking short-term rates because all we care about is fighting inflation. Now, that's what they're saying, um, I just find it really hard to believe that that's true because they know, they're smart enough to know that the amount of damage that they will create by doing that is much greater than anything else. That's the worst case. I mean, yeah, I mean, post COVID, it's been hard to get the economy, get everybody back and going and everything moving from point A to point B in the way that it's supposed to, to have everything slow down again, just feels so disheartening but I know they have to get inflation under control. There's no choices. David Scranton, thank you. Founder, CEO of Sound Income Strategies. Appreciate it, thank you.